A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And welcome to another Arsblog Arscast uh, on Arsblog.com in association, as always, well, since recently, uh, with OleOle.com. Now, I should warn you straight from the start that this is going to be uh, the worst Arscast ever. It's episode 27, and I've been sitting here today trying to think of, you know, good things to do. And uh, aside from all the usual bits and pieces that we have, like Arsene Hawkins and the man in the bar being here, and a little... Um, blog chat with Gilberto Silver from Gunner Blog about that new goalkeeper and, and signings that we have, I, I can't think of anything else to talk about or any sort of amusing little sketch type things. I had this whole thing uh, planned out, um, which was sort of like a, Arsene Wenger was a, a major in a war and the guy's coming up going, Arsene, we need reinforcements. And he's going, no, we don't need reinforcements. And he's going, look, there's Russians coming from the West, Americans from the North, blah, blah, blah. blah. And he's going, no. I don't necessarily feel that uh, reinforcements are the way to win the battle, etc., etc. You know, look at uh, look at them from the north. They only signed one midfield general. You know, if we can get one or two super soldiers in. Uh, it was all very topical and, and cool. I spent ages putting together this sort of background of war, special effects and explosions and machine guns and everything. And just couldn't think of any way to finish it off. Uh, very Well, depressing, really. So that's why... Now this is uh, going to be the worst Irish cast ever, and I, I'll, I'll expect this is the this is the funniest thing uh, I could come up with today. Wait, this is it. Ooh, rock me, Adibayor. <sighs> See, I told you this was going to be the worst Irish cast ever. If you feel uh, that you should uh, spend your time better, um, uh, switch off right now. Honestly, even if you're listening on the train or the bus, you'd be better off listening to somebody behind you, two idiots talking about what's really going on in Lost, when, as we all know, there's fucking nothing going on. They have no idea. They're just making it up as they go along. How do I know this? I know. I, I've never even watched it. I know. Anyway, uh, as I said, between now and the end, we've got Arsene Wenger Hawkins. We have got uh, the man in the bar with another player history, uh, chat with Gilberto Silver from Gunner Blog, and whatever else brings to mind between now and then. So, uh, since the last Irish cast, which we were preparing um, for the possible return of uh, Ashley Cole uh, to Arsenal, uh, we played Chelsea on Sunday, and as expected, uh, Cole chickened out, Mourinho chickened out, they all chickened out. Injured my arse was he injured. He just wasn't going to face the music. The unfortunate thing for Ashley is that uh, no matter when he comes back, and he is going to have to come back at some stage, uh, the reception that he gets is going to be the same as it was this year. He should have just got it over and done with. Got it out of the way. So, you know, he can move on, and we can just give him the same stick the next time he comes back. Um, 
And that's what's going to happen, basically. Next time he comes back, whenever it might be, um, he's going to get uh, all the grief from the crowd that he should have got this time around. In terms of the game, uh, disappointing, you would have to say, from the point of view that we were uh, one goal up. Chelsea had ten men. And I know it was only Boularoos being sent off, so it would have been a bit like Baptista being sent off for us, you know. It wouldn't have made a huge amount of difference in the grand scheme of things, but numerically you would think that, uh, given our advantage, we, we could have performed better in the in the second half. Uh, Chelsea fighting for the title, um, not giving it up in the slightest, uh, performed very, very well in the second half. Of course, it didn't deserve all the fucking wanking over it that Sky did. Even watching the Manchester United game, um, Manchester United-Chelsea game on Wednesday night, uh, Martin Tyler and Andy Gray were talking about how marvellous Chelsea were, as if they're the only team that's ever played well with 10 men. Hang on a minute. You know, unless you win, you've got no chance of retaining the title. So, of course, you're going to give it fucking everything. You know, you'd have to ask questions of a team that didn't. What you would ask questions of, uh, I suppose, uh, from our point of view, is our defence, which uh, always, always looks vulnerable. You can never uh, be sure that we're not going to concede. In fact, you can be sure most of the time that we will. There was a time when Arsenal went 1-0 up, and that was it. Game over. End of story. This time, Arsenal can be, you know, 2, 3, 4 nil up, and you still wouldn't be too confident that we wouldn't get pegged back. Uh, the ability to concede a goal at any time, at any moment, um, is something that needs to be worked on. And, and William Gallas, um, Arsene Wenger said there yesterday that we haven't seen the best of, of William Gallas. Well, I'd fucking hope not. Um, shit defending for the uh, for the goal for Chelsea. And after all his mouthing and all his talking uh, about how Arsenal need to improve and how we need to be more ruthless, he has a point about that, of course. Uh, but, you know, get your own house in order before you start pointing the finger at anybody else. That would be my thinking on it, William Gallas. Um, let's hope, um, if he's around next season, that he plays an awful lot better than he has done this season. Perhaps it takes a year to rid yourself of the, the stain of Chelsea upon your very soul. Anyway, uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, still to come, a chat with uh, Gilberto Silver. The man in the bar will be here. But right now, Arsene Wenger Hawkins has a bit of an announcement. Hello, everyone. It is with great sadness that I announce my retirement from the Ars Casts. As they say, all good things must come to an end. And given this announcement, it appears that some mediocre things come to an end as well. I know some of you will be worried about me. What will I do without the Ars cast to give my life meaning? Well, don't worry. I'm not going to kill myself or anything. Let's face it, I can't even lift my little finger so making a noose is going to be a bit beyond me. Sure, I could take myself off into traffic and hope for the best, but everyone knows drivers are 100% conscientious these days and would never drive recklessly or without due care. I can quite categorically deny that I have had contact with any other podcasts or blogs. I just want to take my time before deciding on my next move. Even if you see pictures of me with Newcastle chairman Freddie Shepard drinking scotch and licking the nipples of an Estonian stripper, it's entirely coincidental. I would like to thank Kerstlacher for allowing me to vent my spleen for all this time. As well as that I'd like to thank all of you for listening. Finally, some personalized goodbyes. Ashley Cole. I hope your balls run off you cheating cunt. Sam Allardyce. Explode, you fat prick. Jose Mourinho. 
Go back to hell, Satan. Alan Pardew. Enjoy life in the championship, fucker. Carl Smith from Manchester. Your mum. So, that's it. Perhaps we'll meet again, but I don't know where and I don't know when. Well, I know where, but not when. Hasta la proxima, Aris Chums. A moment's silence for Arsene Wenger Hawkins. There you go. So, will he be back at some point? Who knows? He might well be. Maybe he's gone off to, um, I don't know what. Uh, live in the jungle? Raise money for orphans? Cure cancer? Help starvation in Africa? Perhaps, perhaps, if he's feeling very humanitarian, he's gone somewhere to kill Amy Winehouse. Very, 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 very slowly indeed. Uh, remember last week when we were, uh, when I said at the start of the Arscast that you might hear some strange noises like birds tweeting and things like that because I had the window open? Well, I was sitting here with the window open this week and a house two doors down has got music blasting out of it, which I can hear at the moment even though I've got the window closed. So if you hear terrible, terrible music in the background of this particular section of the Arscast, um, it's their fault. Perhaps I should send Arsene Wenger Hawkins over to sort them out. But, but, if he is actually on a mission um, to stop and kill Amy Winehouse, then I would, I would hate to distract him from that, because that is a worthy, a worthy cause, a noble cause for any man to take up for the good of the rest of humanity. I know some people won't understand, but it's true. She must be stopped. Now, last week, Arsblog was the first to bring you the story about a Polish goalkeeper called uh, Lukas Fabianski. Uh, of course, all the rest of the uh, the press uh, picked up on it as well. Um, and it seems this week that a deal has been done to bring him to the club. And uh, it's a strange timing, but obviously he'll be at the club for the start of next season. It does raise some questions, I suppose, over the future of Manuel Almunia or Mart Poom. Or possibly both. Uh, certainly one of them is bound to go. Almunia more likely than than, than Poom because he uh, has got some offers, I believe, of first-team football back in Spain. Um, so Fabianski will uh, understudy Jens, I suppose, for the first part of the season, if not the, the whole of the season, um, and play in the cup competitions. Uh, whether or not he's good enough to take over from Jens uh, before the end of the season remains to be seen. I think it could be an interesting uh, move uh, from the point of view that uh, what you have is a highly motivated young 22-year-old trying to make the number one jersey his own. Jens Lehmann has got Euro 2008 coming up, and if he thinks that he's got genuine competition, because uh, I quite like Manuel Almunia, but He's never going to be an Arsenal number one. Uh, so uh, from that point of view, maybe it's easy for Jens to get a bit complacent, and we've seen that in recent weeks. He doesn't know this new kid. Um, he's going to see a new hungry goalkeeper come to the club, and it's going to keep him on his toes for next season as well. And if this boy is good enough to take over uh, at the end of the season for the start of the season after next, then everyone's happy. It's a good move. Um, anyway, I, I speak uh, now a little bit uh, to Gilberto Silver from Gunnerblog about Fabianski and about Arsene's comments during the week that signings aren't necessarily uh, the way to win the title. Not something I agree with 100%. Not something too many Arsenal fans would uh, agree with, I think, at the moment. But anyway, this is what we had to talk about in this week's blog chat. <laughs> Right now on the Arse Blog, Arsecast, it is time to go to the seedy back streets of London, where Gilberto Silver from GunnerBlog.com is hanging around for no good reason at all. Hello to you. 
Hello to you. Um, how are the seedy back streets of London? Seedy. Uh, There's lots of sort of, you know, rain and, I don't know, dropped cards of prostitutes and a man in a dressing gown just walked past, even though it's raining and even though I'm on the street. So, Welcome to London. Sounds like a fun time for you, for you anyway. Um, <coughs> let's talk a little bit firstly about the uh, the, the goalkeeper thing. And uh, all the reports are suggesting, and, and my Polish sources, who are very good indeed, um, uh, tell me that this guy, Lukas Fabianski, is going to sign for Arsenal. Um, what do you make of it? Well, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't lie. I haven't really heard of Fabianski before this. Um, but he's 22. It's a good age for a young goalkeeper to come in. I mean, I have to admit, I am a bit surprised because everything that Arsene said in the past year or so has indicated that um, he rates Almunia very highly. And even when Lehman signed the contract, he was talking about Almunia. Um, so it does lead me to wonder if maybe he's going to move on uh, in search of immediate first-team football and for Bianchi will come in as a, as, as a long-term replacement for Lehman. Yeah, I mean it is. It's a. It's an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting signing in so much as. Um, uh, in in so much as I can't think of why it's it's actually interesting. The timing of it is is sort of strange, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's. Uh, you know, it's not the sort of signing we were all hoping for. There's a lot of excitement going into this summer, and, and this is. Uh, I mean, what's strange about it is is who's negotiating the transfer. You know, I mean, we're, everyone said, "Oh, there can't be any signings until someone comes in." as a replacement for Dean, but it hasn't turned out that way at all. You know, it looks like we've already got one pretty much in the bag. So, um, you know, hopefully it'll be the first of many. Um, I, I do know who negotiated the transfer. I'm not sure if I can say, but it is a, an existing uh, board member who, who did all the negotiation on, on that transfer. All right, well, there you go. Um, okay, the, the, the whole area of signings is something that, that's getting people um, into knots already because... Uh, Everybody can see at this point in time that Arsenal need uh, not only to uh, replace some of the players that are there who will be moving on this summer, but uh, also improve the squad in a number of ways. And, and when you read comments by Arsene, and he says signings aren't necessarily the way to go about winning the title, you'd have to disagree. Well, I would disagree with him on that in that regard, because I think this Arsenal side does need some signings. Indeed, and if you look at the teams, uh, I mean, if you're saying signing players isn't necessarily the way to win the title, well, that's true enough, but certainly worked for Chelsea. And uh, Manchester United made one very big signing this summer. Uh, the summer just gone. In my character signing at the time, I thought was, uh, well, it was crazy money, but I didn't think it would work out. And uh, evidently it shows, you know, the impact that a new player can have. And I think... If we are serious about improving, we can't expect the young players to just, you know, I said on my blog, magically improve over the summer. You know, while they're playing, I don't know, lying around on the beach. They're not going to suddenly be great players again in August. You know, it doesn't happen like that. It takes years and years and plenty of experience before we'll see that come to fruition. And at this stage, we definitely need one or two additions to help us out. Okay, well, yeah. well, when you look at the, for example, let, let, let's say Almuni is going to go. We've got that with a keeper, but mm -hmm. Flamini is gone, more or less. Ali Adier is sure. gone. Uh, Baptista oh. is gone. Reyes mm -hmm. won't be coming back. 
Um, so there is uh, a gap in the squad, isn't there? And, and possibly you could look at maybe one or two others who might go as well. You might look at somebody like Freddie, who's on big wages and hasn't done anything for two years, or Hleb, who's, who's, who's driving everybody mad. Um, if that amount of players goes again, we've got to make the squad stronger. So one or two signings really isn't going to be enough. Yeah, I think that's certainly true. I mean, if you look at the, the players that Arsenal have let go in the last few years, uh, you know, you're talking about players like Pires, Bruno Burkash retired, but Campbell, Cole, Ray, as you mentioned there, and now you're adding to that list the likes of Flamini. You know, Flamini's not a world beater, but he's a solid squad player, and we've placed a lot of faith in youth while we got rid of these players, and sometimes it's paid off. Someone like Sesk has really come you know, to fruition, been a great player for us. But in other cases, we've looked that we lack experience, we lack cutting edge. And if we want to get that back, we are going to have to add a couple of players this summer. And Arsenal's really got to bite the bullet on that one. OK, but then there will be people who say, well, look, uh, Gallas had an injury hit season. Uh, we miss Thierry Henry. We miss Robin Van Persie. Um, when we get those guys back, Theo Walcott will be better next year. Fabregas will be better next year. Clichy will be better next year. Uh, all the young players will come on a bit next year. Um, what about the people who will, who will say that? Are they living in a bit of a fantasy land or, or do they have some kind of a point? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's not like Chelsea manager where when a player, you know, when it's their birthday, all their attributes go up a bit. You know, I think these things are really dependent on form and the way the team is performing as a whole. A young player. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Can it improve more dramatically in a winning team than they will in a team that is struggling? And I, I happen to believe that. People say you learn from defeat, you learn from mistakes. But I think if you're playing a successful team with players who are on form, it's actually a much better education. Um, and I think that... This season, we've had a lot of problems with injuries, as you talk about with the strikers. But the problem isn't only with the strikers. You know, the midfield, people like Fabregas have been present all season, but he hasn't scored enough goals. That's a problem that needs solving. Likewise, the defence. You know, Gallas has been injured. But when Gallas and Torre have been there, it's not like we've looked particularly secure. So there are a lot of problems in the side. And I, I think new players can address some of them, but others... Like the defensive problems maybe need crisis other methods like coaching. Okay, well, that's something we'll uh, return to on another Arscast and another blog chat, I'm sure. Uh, until then, Gilberto Silver, take it easy. Stay safe on the seedy streets of London. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. My thanks to Gilberto Silver from GunnarBlog.com uh, for taking the time out from his busy schedule of lurking around alleyways while men in underpants go around the place. 
Cheers for that, man. Um, one thing that I will try and do in the next couple of weeks is do that threesome thing again. Uh, I meant the phone calls. Some of you have sick minds. I know what you were thinking instantly there. Um, but yeah, you remember we had Gunnar Blog, uh, East Lower, and Good Player all on at the same time. And hopefully if everybody can uh, get together and we can organize that and schedule that, uh, we can discuss the season that has just passed and what people think, uh, where our weak points have been, where our good points have been, um, where we can improve, where we really need to improve, uh, and thoughts on potential signings and transfers in and out of the club um, before the new season starts in August. And of course... Um, from this Sunday onwards, uh, we're without any football. So I, I'm wondering a bit about the Arse cast, I have to say, because as, as, as difficult as it is at times to, to write something on the blog um, during the summer, and it is sometimes very difficult because there are weeks when nothing at all happens. Oh, I just got a text message. You are a cunt. Nice one, Tom. Cheers. Anyway, as I was saying, about the Icecast, what, what the hell am I going to talk about all summer long? If there's no football, um, there's the odd transfer rumour, isn't there? Well, there's always loads of transfer rumours, but I mean, you know, how, how much can you talk about that? And now that Arsene Wenger Hawkins is retired, my plan of, of having him read a chapter of, of War and Peace every week, just to take up the time, well, that's gone right out the window as well, hasn't it? Fucking selfish old cunt. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to find something. Uh, your suggestions, of course, will always be welcome. If you want to email them in, uh, the email address is arsecast at arsblog.com. That's arsecast at arsblog.com. Or you can just leave a message on the arses, which are, are at the bottom of every day's arseblog post. And it's uh, actually a funny thing. People say, oh, why don't you let comments on your arseblog thing? I go, well, I do. You know, you see the things there that, that, that says arses. 172 arses, 401 arses, their comments. Oh, didn't realize that. What, you thought they were actually arses? Oh, I don't know, some people. Anyway, that's the email address, and that's how to get in touch if you like. Now then, don't forget that the Arse Blog Arsecast is sponsored by OleOle.com, which is a football community site, which is absolutely free to join. You get your own blog, you can post stories, you can post comments and all kinds of things. And OleOle.com has teamed up with the South American Football Federation to offer great ticket packages. Um... For lots of uh, lots of football uh, occasions, such as uh, the Champions League final, UEFA Cup final, and and get this, the Copa America in Venezuela this summer. I could think of um, a few worse places to watch football in the summer than than Venezuela, can't you? Uh, more details on oleole.com. Click on ticket packages uh, for more information. Now then, the man of the bar is here, and he's got another player history. Ah, hello there, Mr. Arsblog. There you are again. I've pulled the Guinness, and it's time for another player history. Now, today I'm going to teach you, teach you, do you hear me? As if you don't already know, about a great Arsenal legend, and his name was Dennis Bergkamp, you see. And he was an amazing player, but when Arsenal signed him, it was a big surprise, because at the time, Arsenal had been really struggling. George Graham had been sacked, Stuart Houston wasn't even from Texas or didn't own any kind of a train station. He was sacked as well and the team was wallowing in, in mid-table. But then by some miracle, on a par with the virgin birth 
or the continued football career of Robbie Savage, Bruce Rioch managed to sign Dennis Bergkamp from Inter Milan. Now, Dennis wasn't having a great time out there, you see, because there was a bit of tension between the Dutch and the Italians, which was left over from two years previously when Holland had invaded Sardinia. So Dennis would be playing and he'd be going, here, give us the ball there, and they'd be going, fuck off you, you Dutch cunt, I'm not giving it to you and giving it to another Italian, and nobody will give me. He's only scored one goal in seven years or something in Inter Milan. So he came to Arsenal and it wasn't long before he made himself a legend in the stripy socks we had at the time. It took him a while to score his first goal. People thought he was never going to score. But then he played against Southampton and he rocketed one in and then another one. And then the goals kept coming and coming and coming. Sort of like an elephant having sex with a pig. You see... Anyway, Dennis was famous because he wouldn't fly. And many people think that's because when he was going to the World Cup in 1994, there was a bit of an old bomb scare on the plane. But that's not true. The real story, which he's kept hidden all these years, is that Dennis Bergkamp, many years ago, was teaching Superman how to harness his superpowers and use them for the good of all mankind. But Dennis, being the perfectionist that he is, didn't take kindly to Superman's laissez-faire attitude to his training, you see. And they had a big falling out, big fisticuffs were involved. Dennis won, of course, because he is omnipotent, as it were. But Superman said to him, Right you, bird camp, you cunt. Next time you're on a plane, I'm going to come fucking shooting through the sky with me arm out. I'm going to fly right through the plane. And not only you'll die, but everyone on the plane will die too. So for the good of his teammates and for the good of everyone else who might have been travelling on the plane, Dennis Bergkamp never flew again. Dennis retired last year and he had an old testicle monial in which loads of people and old players came. Nowadays, he plays game after game of operation with his children. <laughs> That's me funny bone! <laughs> and he writes adventure stories about a bear named Barnaby. It's true. The man in the bar will be back with another player history on next week's Arsecast. He's not retiring. He's not allowed. There'll be nothing left on the bloody show. So, uh, yeah, he can't. I'll just keep him plied with beer. That should do the trick. Now then, I just want to talk a little bit about the uh, Thierry Henry to Barcelona story that's uh, been all over the newspapers this week. It started in El Mundo Deportivo, which is a Catalan sports newspaper. It is uh, the mouthpiece of Barcelona. Now, what they said was they quoted Joan Laporta. No, they quoted a radio station quoting Joan Laporta at uh, lunch, saying that, uh, he wanted, uh, he was going to close the signing of Thierry Henry. Fantastic. What they've also said then is that um, Barcelona as a club are willing to forgive Thierry Henry uh, for what he said last year after the Champions League final about Barcelona, about the way they played football, about the way he was kicked. Uh, also, they'll forgive him for turning his back on them. Um, and once he gives them his solemn word that he won't uh, turn his back on them again, they'll start to negotiate with Arsenal. Very nice of them, isn't it? Uh, the paper says that Barcelona want a, f- a fearsome foursome up front next season of Henri, Ronaldinho, Eto'o and Messi. Um, now, there are bollocks and there are enormous bollocks and there are the greatest, big, biggest load of bollocks you ever heard of in your life. And that's what that is. If Barcelona want Thierry Henry, if they really want Thierry Henry, it is to replace Eto'o. 
who despite being a very good player and a good goal scorer uh, and a, a hugely important player for Barcelona over the last few years, is troublesome in other areas, uh, off the pitch. And he has this tendency to sort of fly off to Paris in midweek, I'm told, um, and go shopping and, and things like that and just sort of disappear. As well as that, um, he's quite outspoken. And not necessarily in a good way. He's fallen out with Rijkaard uh, when he was due to come back from his injury. Uh, he, he refused, apparently, to go on. While he was out, he accused uh, Ronaldinho of being a selfish player, of Juan Laporta of being dishonest. So you have to bear that in mind when you see these stories about Thierry Henry. Uh, they want rid of Etu. And what you have to ask yourself in that regard, then, is why would Barcelona want to change a player who's only 25, 26 years of age in Etu, who's as fast as Henri, I suppose, uh, scores as many goals more or less as Henri, and has done for the last two, three seasons consistently for them, who's going to be going into his prime as a player between 20 and 26 and, and 32 years of age, I suppose. Uh, why would they swap him for a guy who has spent more or less a season out injured and while still a very, very good player, is not what you would call on an upward um, um, trajectory in his career. I still think Thierry Henry can do a good job for another three or four seasons. However, however, if you had to look long-term, you'd have to look at, at Etu, wouldn't you? So you have to put all those things in perspective. And we'll have a lot of time to talk about that during the summer uh, and all the other speculation that comes into it. But the way I see it is, uh, number one, Arsene Wenger won't sell him to Barcelona or to anyone. Thierry Henry has said repeatedly he doesn't want to go. Um, and that's pretty much the, the case close from the Arsenal end of things. Of course, Barcelona will uh, keep going and they'll keep the stories coming in the newspapers and who knows you know, what else they'll come out with uh, in order to try and uh, move the situation uh, along. But remember, one thing, the Barca or the Spanish press in general are absolutely full of fucking shit. Joan Laporta, he's also full of shit. And people need to just realise that there's more to uh, Barcelona wanting Thierry Henry than, than meets the eye. Anyway, we'll have all summer to talk about this. Uh, the weekend ahead, it's the final game of the season. I can't believe where the season has gone, to be honest. Um, we've got Portsmouth down on the south coast. Uh, Liverpool are playing Charlton, you see, uh, on the final day of the season. And even though they've got the Champions League final ahead, I think they'll play a reasonable team. Charlton are absolutely fucking shite anyway. Um, and Liverpool have a better goal difference than us, I think, by two. So we need to win by, um, whatever, three more goals than Liverpool win by, considering the fact they're playing Charlton and are going to win about fucking 5 nil. Um, the, the race for third place becomes somewhat academic. So I would like to see some of the, you know, the players who sat on the bench, um, for the last little while come on and, and, uh, get a game in the final game of the season. I mean, uh, Almunia could play. Uh, Juru could play, Senderos could play, Hoyt could play. Um, we, we don't really have much uh, in terms of uh, strikers who've been sitting uh, down, but certainly at the back, I'd like to see those guys get in and, and they deserve a game. Um, and it's not as if uh, our so-called first-choice back four has been that solid anyway. So um, it'll be good for them to get uh, 90 minutes under their belt and show people um, what they're made of as well. Um, yeah, Either way, we've qualified for the Champions League. I don't think we're going to get third place because of the Liverpool game so it doesn't really matter um, will we win? Because Portsmouth I think still have a chance to go for uh, the UEFA Cup uh, hang on a second till I check this out 
I've checked it out, and yes, Portsmouth can still qualify for the UEFA Cup, depending on, on the results of some of the others. Um, so, I suppose they'll be up for it and trying to win the game. Some Arsenal old, old boys uh, to face. Lauren, uh, Canu is there. Uh, Big Fat Saul is there, but I'm not sure if he'll play, because he had a bad injury to his pie-eating arm. So we won't see him, but um, it'll be good to see Lauren again. Um, and, and that's it. And after that game, the season's over. And, and what are we going to do? No football for uh, the best part of three months, which isn't good. Although, based on this season, it probably isn't the worst thing that could happen. Although, although a summer of transfer speculation and rumour and nothing happening... Oh, it's always a laugh a minute, isn't it? Every day, checking checking news now, every five minutes to see, has anybody signed anything? Oh, maybe there's something on Reuters. Oh, maybe there's something in the Spanish papers. Maybe there's... Uh, last summer, of course, being the most frustrating summer of all time after signing Rosicki before the World Cup, nothing happened until the final minutes of the transfer window. And even then, we only brought in fucking William Gallas, got rid of that other little cunt, and Danielson as well. And I think we brought someone else on that day, didn't we? But I'm I'm forgetting. Oh, God, it was Baptista. Jesus Christ, I'd forgotten all about him. Sweet, holy mother of the sacred heart of the crucified Jesus. That was a fabulous few minutes there when I forgot all about Julio Baptista. Now I've remembered him again. Oh, this season has been fucking torturous, eh? But we've got it all to go through again, my friends. It should be fun. Sort of like, you know, circumcising yourself and then stitching it back on. And then recircumcising yourself. Oh, yeah. I can't wait, to be perfectly honest. Anyway, here's the three points at the weekend. Let's finish off the season as well as we possibly can. Uh, three points and lots of goals. And, and, and somebody kicks a ball into Harry Redknapp's face. Which would be amusing to me. I would laugh. In that special way when something is really amusing. Sort of like, tee-hee. Talk to you all next week on the blog. Until next week's Arscast, take it easy. Bye. Stop in the name of Claire before I shoot for God. Stop in the name of Claire before I shoot for God. Shoot it all over. Shoot it all over. I am karaoke king of all Belarusa. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.